Hey y'all, just a little highlight of the day. I'm going to be talking to y'all real quickly about the difference between a mistake and a bad decision. I've spoken about this before, but I think it's something that needs to be revisited because a lot of people are talking about mistakes, mistakes, mistakes. And I'm just shaking my head because no, that isn't a mistake. That was a bad decision. For those of you who are like, well, what's the difference? Because there are people out there who don't know the difference. And I found that out uh, today when I asked this question of some of my coworkers. Let me explain. A bad decision is not a mistake. Simply because a decision is a conscious thing. You are aware of the decisions you make. It becomes a bad decision when the outcome that you wanted does not occur. That is not a mistake. Mistakes happen absent-mindedly. You don't make mistakes intentionally. It happens on accident. Therefore, it is an accident. If you decide to go out with some friends and you're driving and you decide you're going to drink, you get behind the wheel of a car, and you hit someone and kill them, you cannot tell a judge, a jury, that person's family, that that was a mistake. Because you decided to get behind the wheel of a car, drunk, and drive. A mistake occurs when you're completely sober, and you don't see the other person, and you hit them and you run them over. That is a mistake. You didn't consciously say, I'm going to run this person over that I don't see. It was an accident. And you get out and you do your best to help that person, but they die anyway. That is a mistake. You didn't do that on purpose. As a teacher, I have had to explain this to my children over and over and over again. For those of you who know, I'm not a teacher anymore, but I was a teacher in the past, and a lot of times they didn't get that. I didn't use that analogy, by the way. I used one involving cooking. And for those of you who don't understand still, let me use that analogy on you as well. If your dinner is supposed to be ready to be served at 8 o'clock and you're running a little bit late, if you consciously decide to preheat the oven... To 475 when the lasagna needs to be cooked at 375 that's a bad decision but if you're rushing and you set the oven to 475 thinking you put it to 375 and the lasagna burns that is an accident that is a mistake you didn't mean to do that I don't know how much clearer I can make this but that's the difference if you don't know the difference now ask someone to explain what I just said play this little snippet for them and ask them to explain it to you because this world is being filled with bad decisions not mistakes and we need to hold people accountable and tell them especially if they're your friends and your family that no 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 that was not a mistake you did that and that's something that you've got to live with. It was a bad decision. Hold them accountable. These bad decisions, they're becoming a bigger and bigger issue and a bigger and bigger problem. And we need to, we need to stop them from happening. 
because our bad decisions as humans is costing us so much more than we know. Hey everyone, this is King Kyrie coming at you after a long while. I do apologize, but life has been hectic for me, and I've just been moving, moving, moving like crazy. I've actually moved 963 miles away. I was in Northern um, America, well, Northern Northern America, like in Indiana. That I, I said that so confusingly. I was from Indiana, now I'm in Texas, so I literally drove 968 plus miles uh, away, and so I've been working at uh, the same job, just a different location, I was able to transfer, but that's not what this is about. Um, This is all about, uh, again, indoctrination, and this more has to do with uh, first world countries, more specifically America and other consumer heavy industries and economies. I'm not sure if you're listening how much you're aware of the uh, shipping issue. What I mean by the shipping issue is that goods and services uh, across the world are being shorted. Um, And for the first time in a very, very long time, America is seeing that impact. Um, We're so used to having everything handed to us because capitalism has taught us and taught companies to make sure everything is readily available as soon as it's available for the public to consume. That's one of the reasons why, or I'm not going to say one of the reasons, but it's the reason why a lot of our food is so much poorer quality than other countries is because companies have come to the understanding that if they run out, then the consumers are going to try another product. And if they like that other product, they're probably going to jump ship to a different brand. And so our food industry has suffered, but not just our food industry, our clothing industry, our car industry, everything that's American. And I know people, um, they, they, they're diehard, let's buy American, but the quality of American products is a lot less. And it's one of those things where it's been stereotyped, where if you're purchasing a vehicle, a lot of people will say, oh, if you want quality vehicles that will last a long time, you buy foreign, more specifically Japanese or German. But if you want, you know, something that's quick, something that's going to get you to from point A to point B, but break down in six to seven years, you buy American, more specifically Ford. Uh, But that is just one of the um, issues that America is facing right now. The shipping shortage is uh, happening where we're seeing phones, for instance, that people are dying to have, but there's nothing in stock. Why is that? Back in January of 2021, we had uh, shipping containers, those big, long, uh, they're different colors, some orange, some green, some beige, uh, and they are on these huge ships, some of them um, 300 yards long, you guys. That's the size of three football fields. And those shipping containers, one of them cost, in January of 2021, approximately $2,000, two grand, and that's American dollars. Now, as of November 2021, some of them cost more than $25,000. Huge spike in shipping. And it's costing everyone in the industry so much more. And when I say in that industry, I'm talking about transportation as far as trucks, trains, all of it. 
And what's happening is the goods that we're used to getting at bargain prices is being shot way up because the demand is higher because the supply is lower. Americans are not used to that. We are used to having everything when we need it. I remember in high school, we watched a video and everyone was so like, like appalled at this video. It talked about Russia and how Russia was consider, uh, considered like a, a first world uh, country, yet you would go to grocery stores in certain parts of the country and there would be no stock of bread. There'd be no stock in Syria, no stock in this, no stock in that. And we as Americans were like, that's that's crazy. Like, how do they live that way? It turns out that most of the world actually lives that way. When we go to the grocery store and we buy an apple and then we can buy that same brand, that same species or that same whatever type of apple year round, that is not natural for the world. In other parts of the world, things go and rotate in seasons. There are certain things that you have in certain times of the year because that's when it's in season. Americans have been ta taught at a young age and they've been told that if you want it, you can get it. That's why our food is just, it, it's Franken food. That it's something that many of you probably haven't heard of before, but it's genetically modified to the point where they're growing seedless grapes, seedless watermelon, seedless cherries, seedless everything. Because it's just inconvenient, quote unquote, for Americans to have to deal with seeds. I don't know how or why that became a thing to have something seedless. But if I'm being quite honest, when it comes to those three fruit that I named, I don't really eat any of those. I'll eat cherries occasionally, but that's only like in a drink or a sundae. But that's neither here nor there. The fact of the matter is, uh, people were so inconvenienced by having to pick through the seeds of these things that someone decided to go ahead and genetically modify these organisms so that way they don't produce seeds. It, that's just one of the many issues. And why is that a problem? Because now we are looking at a huge potential recession and or depression because you have so many people that aren't working because they can't work or you have so many industries that can't afford to pay the shipping costs so they're making cutbacks or making layoffs and it's not happening just in America it's happening across the world and right now uh, if you're listening to, uh, to this from a different country, you're most likely aware and up to date on this. I asked so many Americans, because I work in an industry that is heavily impacted on, uh, uh, about the shipping industry. I work in the cell phone industry. So many Americans that come in are unawares of what's going on. So many people that I work with who are going to be directly impacted financially by this crisis are unaware of what's going on. And that's what blows my mind the most, how it's impacting us so severely, yet we are so unaware of what's going on. And it's blowing my mind because our country right now is focusing on the wrong issues. They're fighting back and forth, the Democrats versus Republicans. And if you are from a different country listening to this, you're probably aware of what's going on. The whole Trumpism and whatever is going on with the backlog on whatever happened back when he was president, they're still fighting and arguing about that instead of focusing on the issues at hand. And it, it's poisoning the masses because it's brainwashing us and having us think about, and when I say us, I mean the American public in general, having us think about the wrong issue. 
was what Trump did bad? That's up. That's that's subjective. What you think is bad is not necessarily bad, but what is bad universally is having the world economy crumble. I think we can all say that subjectively, objectively, whatever, having the entire world economy stalling is a bad thing. But most people in this nation don't know this because our media is not telling us this. I'm assuming they don't want to cause a panic. However, it's like withholding information from a child. There are times that you do it and there are times that you don't. You don't want to tell a child when they come home from uh, school, oh, I killed your dog. You know, you ease them into that. But if you have a child who you know is, is being poisoned and has been poisoned for a while and they could potentially die at any moment, you let that child know, hey, this is what's going on. We've got to fix this before it's too late. And no one is doing that. None of the media outlets are doing that. You've had, I've seen Fox News, which is a Republican news network that has covered that. And that's the only network that I've seen that's really covered on prime, well, not even prime time. It was late at night. I was at the gym and it was on at like 9, 30, 10 o'clock. So it wasn't even prime time when they were discussing that 80% of America's goods are being held and they're hauled, or not hauled, halted in uh, the port in near San Francisco in California. 80% of the uh, United States goods are on ships that have been sitting in the ocean, some of them for weeks, some of them approaching months, and there's not enough people to unload those ships, and there's not enough trucks to drive those ships to where they need to go. Why is all of this happening now? Everyone's blaming the pandemic, and rightfully so. The pandemic has shown a huge error in our way of life. And that error is the fact that we are working so hard for so little. How did this happen when all of these checks were being written and given to the American people, these stimulus checks, and then all of this unemployment? People were scratching their head thinking, how am I getting paid more in unemployment than I was at my job? So you have a lot of people in the United States who are sitting there collecting unemployment and claiming it's the pandemic's fault because they make more than they did if they were working. That is a problem. That is a huge problem. And it's something that people aren't talking about. You have President Biden who said, we're going to raise, try to raise the uh, minimum wage across the nation to $15 an hour. That is a way to fix things, kind of. Because let me tell y'all folks, I made $15 an hour before the pandemic working for Amazon as a driver, and I was still living paycheck to paycheck. If you work 40 hours a week at $15 an hour, I guarantee you, you're not going to be making more than $30,000 a year after taxes. I don't even think you make more than $30,000 a year before taxes. I calculated and I think it was just under $30,000. If you are an individual, that might be something that you can do if you don't have any bills. But here in America, a lot of our way of life revolves around owning a car and having a cell phone. Cell phones are now becoming an increasingly more um, lucrative business, but at the same time, it's more costly. I'm holding a brand new phone in my hand. This phone costs 
$1,100 outright, but with promotions and the fact that I worked for the company, I got a great deal on it. I didn't pay that much. But for the fact of the matter is, there are people who will go out and buy a phone every single year. And these phones cost upwards of $1,100. There's a, one individual, and so it, phones now cost so much they have insurance on them. There's this one individual who I told, you should get insurance on your phone. He was like, no, nah, I don't want to do that. He dropped $1,200 for a brand new iPhone 13 Pro Max. Within three days, ladies and gentlemen, no case, no screen protector, broke it. He dropped it and it broke with no insurance. He came back. He didn't come to me because he knew what I was going to say to him. He dropped another $1,200 for another iPhone. And I told him, are you putting insurance on this one? He looked at me and he said yes. The cost of things are becoming staggeringly more and more... Um, it's going moving in the wrong direction. An iPhone 12, an iPhone in general, shouldn't cost that much. But people are thinking, oh, well, if, you know, if you really need a phone, you shouldn't get that. Okay, I get that, I get that, I get that, true. But working in the phone industry, those cheap-ass phones that y'all y'all say, okay, those, that'll do, they really, really don't. They really, really won't. Because on my phone, I've got three phone numbers attached to this. I've got my personal, my work, and my business line. And you're thinking, work and business, aren't those the same thing? No, they're not. Because when I'm at work, it's a work line. If it's a business deal, I have to go out and I'm not at the office physically. That's the line that they call. And it's all coming from the same phone. And so I have a lot of things that I need to do on my phone. One of those cheap-ass phones won't work. And if you're like me, you can't have a basic phone because you have to have apps that will work on this that phone. You'll have to have so much more RAM that will work on that phone. And those basic phones have 4 gigabytes of RAM, some of them. This phone that I'm holding now has 12. And that right there is a huge difference. If you don't know about that stuff, you should look into it. But the fact of the matter is, people are, companies are expecting you to have these elite phones. That's just one thing. And then they're expecting you to have your own transportation. I moved back to Houston. Houston is America's largest city by square mileage. By population, it's fourth. But by square mileage, Houston is the largest city. Just to give you guys some perspective, Houston has two airports, Hobby and Bush. If you were to stop at Bush Airport and you're in the center of Bush Airport and say, oh crap, I gotta go to Hobby... If there's no traffic, it takes you an hour and 40 minutes to get from Bush Airport to Hobby. That's how far apart these airports are, and they're both in the same city. You have to have a car in America, going back to my point before I ran off into a tangent about cell phones, because our infrastructure when it comes to public transportation is dog shit. In most European countries, you can ride a bike or a moped to most places. Not here. You have to have a car. The, if you ride the bus, I've been on some of these buses, y'all, and some of these people are fucking crazy. I've been on a subway before, and a guy got on, I'm not sure if he was homeless or not, but he pulled out a bag full of dryer filters or uh, fabric softener things that go in the dryer, and he started eating them. And he started spitting them out, and he started, like, doing some crazy shit. And the lady next to him 
freaked out and she stood up and it's sort of this whole big thing and I'm thinking to myself this is the first and last time I ride this train in Chicago and the, yeah it was in Chicago and people will say well that's Chicago for you but the fact of the matter is public transportation in the United States is that bad that only people that can that, that get on it are the people that have to and that people that can't afford things when they get paid $7.25 an hour and they're expected to have these cars another thing when it comes to the pay disparity in America when you get out of college um, you, if you haven't read or not sorry read if you haven't heard my um, podcast that I have over the lies I tell you in college I'm referencing this but there's an issue with once you graduate not having enough experience and what a lot of companies will do is they'll use you and spit you out so this happened uh, to me personally. I ended up working for Toll Road, the Toll Road in Indiana, actually. And I helped with internal campaigns. I was the one who actually named and spearheaded an internal campaign that went out across the entire company to the point that we were doing posters. We did everything. We were going across talking to each like sort of section so they called them dens um, because each individual uh, den had like managers and crew that worked there and we went and we spoke and I drove along the entire toll road you know doing seminars and things like that I ran orientations I helped uh, do employee satisfaction surveys I built the employee satisfaction survey from scratch I was in charge of the portal I had all the information all the passwords I was doing that shit getting paid twelve dollars an hour because I was told that this was a contract to hire position and I didn't know any better because I was the first person or the first uh, child that my mom had graduate college and no one told me watch out that companies are going to promise you the world and in the end use you up and spit you out and that's exactly what happened for $12 an hour I was there for seven months my initial contract was four months long and they said that you know what we're going to extend it uh, another month and then they said we're going to extend it another month and I kept asking them you know when am I going to get hired when am I going to get that final contract that makes me salary it never came and eventually I ended up they ended up saying, you know what, we think that it's time to part ways after I did everything for them. And it broke my heart because I tried to apply to other places and they're like, well, you don't have enough ex experience. And I tell them everything that I did and they're like, yes, yes, that is a lot. That's very impressive. But it wasn't two years worth. And I'm thinking to myself, who fucking cares? Like, I was doing manager-level shit. I was in meetings with the fucking CEO, CFO, and CIO, yet I wasn't good enough to have this entry-level job doing, what, filing and taxing and doing cold calls? I can't, I can't get that job. Okay, thank you, company that I applied for. Fuck you. Go away. I eventually, of course, found the job that I'm in now, and I, I like it. I do want to eventually work for myself, but for now, this is a good position. But the fact of the matter is, a lot of Americans are in that boat right now, or they were. And so you have this huge disparity in the workforce where they want to underpay, they want to cut people, they want to use people, and not pay them what they're worth. So when all of this money started being given out as far as stimulus checks goes, as far as unemployment goes, 
Of course people are going to stay home. The pandemic is scary enough, but the fact of the matter is they can't afford to do shit while they're at work. But if they can stay home and still make the same amount, if not more, why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't you? Me personally, if I'm being honest, I never claimed unemployment. I don't like not doing anything, so I always found a job that was deemed essential. Amazon delivery was essential. Uh, working in the telecommunications, the phone business is essential, you know, keeping people people connected. But I just would feel guilty. And I also know the fact that when tax time comes and you've had all this unemployment, you're going to have to owe a shit ton of money to the government. And that's something that I don't think a lot of people know. Because when I told some people that, they were like, what do you mean? I'm like, this unemployment that you're getting, they're going to tax that. And when tax time comes and you owe the government $3,000, that's why. And it opened up some people's eyes, but some people were like, fuck it. Like, I just won't pay taxes. I'll tell them I can't afford it. And that very very well may end up working. I don't know. Because that's not what I plan on doing. But the point of all of this is the fact that we, as Americans, have been taught to believe that things work a certain way and that they'll always work that way. And it's not working. We need to wake up and realize, first off, our role in this damage. Our ignorance as a country has led us this far. And everyone keeps asking, how did this happen? How does this happen? If you don't bother to ask those questions, you are part of the problem. You're the reason why this has happened. By not asking people, the people who are in charge, demanding answers for how this happened, what started it, and how can we fix it, it's on you when jobs start being cut. It's already happening. People need to go back to work, but they won't go back to work. And as a result, the price of beef is sky high. Well, not just beef, but everything in general. Like people trying to get stuff for their children for Christmas. If y'all haven't gotten y'all's Christmas gifts, and it's something that's a high demand item, any electronics, you're going to be waiting till January. Right now with the iPhone 13s, there are many of those that are completely out of stock and they're not going to be restocked until January. Like, it's that serious, y'all. The things that y'all are expecting to happen this year are not going to happen. And for those of you who are shocked by that, you need to investigate and do some research as to what's going on in our nation before that rude awakening occurs. Because it's going to be rude and it is not going to apologize. I'm over here just thinking about all the people I know that I've spoken to personally and I've asked them the simple question. Do you know what's going on right now with our nation? And nine times out of ten, what are you talking about? And that is sad. King Kyrie signing off, y'all. I wish I had a much more entertaining and upbeat thing to say today, but I don't. Peace out for now. Until next time.